The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hand in hand with the measures being used to contain the spread of COVID-19 come the economic consequences. While we are flattening the curve, businesses are shutting down and unemployment is rising. Talking about economics can be as exciting as watching paint dry, but once you get your head around some basic concepts, it is, shock horror, actually quite interesting. In this Squiz Shortcut, we're going to take you through some economic fundamentals that'll help give some context to what is happening right now with the coronavirus pandemic, including what a recession looks like and what governments can do when times get tough. Squiz Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, let's start with some basics. In a couple of sentences, how does our economy work? (laughs) Gee, thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) So Australia has a developed market economy and what that means is that we have stable and functioning financial institutions. We have a corporate sector that delivers sustained periods of economic growth. There's also a high level of regulation and oversight and we have strong and functioning markets and competition. We also export a lot of goods and services and we support those free trade principles as a way of engaging with world markets. You smashed it. Well done. (laughs) The Australian economy is dominated by the services sector. And this surprised me because I would have guessed it was mining or even agriculture. Yeah, that's right. And the services sector accounts for about 70% of our gross domestic product. That's GDP. We'll be talking about that a bit this podcast. It's basically code for all of our economic activity that happens. And the services sector employs about four out of every five Australians. So we're talking about things like professional services, education, tourism, financial services, hospitality and the like. Last year, Australia's GDP, so all of our economic activity, totaled $1.89 trillion. Yeah, that's trillion with a T, not billion with a B. (laughs) Uh, And GDP is measured quarterly by the Bureau of Statistics. For almost 30 years, it's been growing quarter on quarter. We're the world record holders in that regard, but it only takes two negative quarters, so six consecutive months where our economy contracts for a technical recession to be declared. Which leads us to that R word. Let's look at that in detail next. The last time Australia slid backwards was after global stock markets crashed in 1987. So that led to an economic downturn and eventually a recession in Australia from 1990 to 91, so around 30 years ago. In a couple of sentences, challenge number two, what brought around the recession? Yeah. You're relentless today. So, (laughs) look, it was a very different set of circumstances than what we're facing today. But back then, the economy was very stretched and overheating. And it was the fall in asset prices that meant that loans couldn't be repaid. And that put a lot of stress on our banks as well. So, GDP fell by about 1.7%. Unemployment rates rose to more than 10%. Inflation was very high. And there were record interest rates of about 7%. 17%, so it wasn't good. Before we move on to the economic impact of the coronavirus crisis that we're currently in, probably the other recent period to mention is the global financial crisis, which hit really in earnest in 2009. During that period, our national economy continued to grow due to our strong mining sector. But if you weren't involved in mining, you experienced a kind of recession. 
And that brings us up to 2020. Yeah, we're currently living through what will be one for the record books. Leading into the start of 2020, Australia's economy was doing very well on some measures, but not so well on some others. We've had a sustained period of low unemployment and solid job creation, which is really terrific. But there's been a lot of weakness in the economy as well, which means that our growth rate, our GDP rate has stayed lower than governments and the Reserve Bank would like. And that's been driven by low consumer spending, low consumption, low wages growth and low inflation. There's a bit of a sort of circular move around that wheel and Mm. that's really kept things below where people would really like it. Despite some of that underperformance there, the Morrison government was getting ready to celebrate returning the government budget to a surplus though. Yeah, it was. It had made a bit of noise about that. Mm. It was going to be the first time since John Howard left office in 2007 that the government recorded a budget surplus, but the coronavirus crisis has ended all of that. Managing our national economy is one of the federal government's major roles. Let's take a look at what they can do when the going gets tough. Part of being a developed economy means that one of our government's main roles is to create and maintain the best economic environment possible so businesses can thrive and workers have opportunities to succeed. They can do this through tax reform, through big infrastructure programs and by forging trade deals with other nations so we can sell our goods and services overseas as just a few examples. But they also have a big role to play when a storm sets in. Yeah, and the first line of defence is to throw money at the problem. Governments can do that through stimulus packages and what it does is to stimulate the economy and prevent or reverse a recession by boosting employment and spending. They actually put a lot of cash directly into the hands of businesses or individuals. And then there's also industry bailouts. Yeah, they can be a little bit more tricky because governments are often accused of being political Mm. if they choose to put cash or other financial support into individual companies or sectors to keep them going. But sometimes governments say that they need to do that because an industry is a special one or it's crucial to the functioning of our economy and our country. So a couple that come to mind are like the airlines or childcare. The Reserve Bank sits at the centre of our financial system and so it also has an important role to play. For example, it sets interest rates and lowering those can be a tool to making investing and borrowing more attractive as a means to stimulate economic activity. Low interest rates means more money in your pocket to go out and buy things. But there's also what's called quantitative easing, something this coronavirus crisis has prompted the RBA to do for the first time. Yeah, analysts knew that something was super serious when the RBA announced that it was going to go down this path in early March. Basically, it's when a central bank purchases assets from the private sector. In this case, it's usually government bonds, and it pays for those assets by creating central bank reserves. Some say that it's the equivalent of printing money, and it's a pretty drastic measure. Another measure that governments can use to protect the economy is to widen the welfare safety net to support people whose financial situation has changed. So in this case, the job seeker and job keeper payments. Yeah, it's another big ticket item for governments looking to support people who find themselves unemployed or working less hours. So these are all levers the government and Reserve Bank can pull to try and ensure a recession doesn't become a depression, which is classified as a sustained long-term downturn in economic activity. But let's look forward to better times and talk about what an economic recovery looks like. 
Let's talk specifically now about the coronavirus crisis and what getting back on our feet economically looks like. There's a couple of schools of thought about what will happen when the health emergency has passed and we've found a way to deal with the virus, fingers crossed, a vaccine very soon. The first is that because the fundamentals of the economy were strong when this happened, we've hit a pause button and we should largely be able to pick up where we left off. And you'll note that if you've been listening to what Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg have been talking about in recent days, you'll know that they've been talking about putting a lot of support behind businesses so that they can go into a sort of hibernation and get back to things when this health crisis period is over. But with unemployment at least doubling in Australia and significant disruption to sectors like those tourism and events, sport, also education, hospitality Mm. and so many more, it's just really hard to say for sure right now what's going to happen. One thing we do know for sure is the government's going to have a hell of a debt to pay off. Yeah, and keep in mind it's not the government, it's taxpayers, it's our <laughs> oh, debt. Yeah. But what the government has said is that it has no choice but to go really hard and help businesses and individuals survive and that means that we'll be paying this off for many, many years to come. Well, that's a cheery thought to end this podcast <laughs> on, but good to know, good Isn't to get it? across. That is your shortcut to a recession. On to our recommendations now. It's obviously a difficult time right now for a lot of businesses. One of the amazing things that I've seen is businesses pivoting in really creative ways so that they can keep going. My recommendation is to support those businesses by buying as locally as possible. One way I found to do that is to find your local neighborhood on Facebook. As a Facebook group, there's lots of local businesses posting there and keeping an eye on Instagram channels like Buy Aussie Now or Buy From The Bush. So that's my recommendation, buy local. Nice one. Well, my recommendation comes from the brilliant series Labor in Power, which documented the Hawke and Keating years of government. And what this episode of Labor in Power does is really take you through why we went into a recession and what it was like. It's a really searing look at that period of time. I'll put a link to that in the episode notes. Plenty more Shortcuts episodes to have a listen to. There's one on the basics of coronavirus, another one on infectious diseases that takes a look at big epidemics and pandemics of the past and how COVID-19 fits in relation to them. And remember as well that there are written versions of each shortcut on our website. If you've got a topic you'd like us to do a Squiz Shortcuts to, send us an email at hello at thesquiz.com.au. Until next time. Thank you.